a Good Karma Brands radio station. This is Chicago's College Tailgate. Tailgate. Shay Norman and Tyler Atkins. Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. Welcome on in to Chicago's College Tailgate, presented by Twin Peaks, Tyler Hockey, Shea Norling, 9 to 11 a.m. Shea, we've got the full two-hour ride with you, and plenty to get to, including lots of offense today. I think people, if you're a fan of offensive football, today is for you, because we are going to have some shootouts across the board today. It is a solid slate on deck here, as we are already in week six. Can you believe that? No. We're almost at the halfway point. No. We walked outside today. In fact, we ran into each other across the street, and you were, were chirping me for not having a jacket on. But it, it feels like football in the air. It's got the, the little football crisp in the air right now. Well, it's ridiculous. It's, it's like 45 degrees. You should be wearing a jacket. You, the first thing you say to me is, it's stupid how cold it is. That's on you. If you're not going to wear a jacket out into the world. It's the first week of October. What does that matter? I shouldn't have to wear a jacket at this point. But it's cold but, enough. But what it's does also, it matter what week of the year it is? If it's cold enough to put a jacket on, put a jacket on. Oh, we've got some we've got some horns this repping guy outside. Out here, he doesn't know I'm boomer sooner till I die, baby. Get out of here. Let's we got get horns up. Let's Red get into Rivers it right come to now. Chicago. All right, we've got Oklahoma and Texas Red River rivalry at the Cotton Bowl right now. Texas showing as a four-and-a-half-point favorite at the moment. And, Shay, this was your preseason pick in the Big 12. You were all in on Oklahoma. You were all in on what Brett Venables was bringing to the table now. And this is going to be a great matchup here between quarterbacks, between coaches, between supporting. Like there are, There's a lot of intrigue within this game here as we look at Dylan Gabriel really getting his first test against a good defense. I mean, this Texas team has shut teams down. A lot has been made about what their offense has been this year, and it's been fantastic. But the reason why I think we're regarding Texas as one of, if the season ended today, a playoff team, the reason why is because of the defense. Yeah, and I think because of the power that they play with. Like, this is not some finesse a fast, spread-out Texas team. This is a power Texas team that's going to run the ball with Jonathan Brooks. They're not living and dying on, on Ewer's arm, despite the fact that I think he's been fantastic. And Tyler, honestly, when Texas and Oklahoma is like this, we've got 5-0 and Texas and 5-0 and Oklahoma in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. This, I hate how overused this phrase gets. When Florida State's good, it's good for college football. When USC's good, it's good for college football. But you know what? When this game is like this, it's good for college football. This is what everybody wants to see when a college football season kicks off. Two name brands, big money schools with huge alumni, huge fan bases, people that really care about the football. Like Neutral site. Too. Big 12, it doesn't get bigger. Like That's the best for college football. And you've got the two biggest brands in the conference, Texas and Oklahoma. Well, the, for now. The neutrals are soon to be two of the bigger brands in the SEC. But right now, the biggest brands in the Big 12, squaring off, really it's a square dance, at the Cotton Bowl. This is what college football is about. And I'm just like, 
I'm excited to watch it. And we'll be watching it together because we'll right. be in studio. But I'm just I'm excited to watch this game. And I think it's two sides of a coin. Like, I believe two things. One, I thought Oklahoma would win the Big 12. I thought Venables did an incredible job hitting the portal. Everybody got really down on what happened last year. Well, newsflash, when the quarterback dies and Lincoln Riley leaves the cupboard as bare as he can when he goes to Los Angeles and you're taking over like a barren landscape of nothing... You're not going to have a great year one. And things went really sideways. Now Dylan Gabriel's healthy, the quarterback. He's been fantastic this season. Over 1,500 yards, almost 1,600 yards passing. He's in the Heisman conversation. This is... I'm trying to remember who we were talking about. Bo Nix. Yeah. Bo Nix. We talked about this when they played Colorado. Even though we knew Oregon would steamroll past Colorado, this is where... Dylan Gabriel puts himself into the Heisman conversation. It's a game like today. If they go out and win and it's on the arm and occasionally the legs of Dylan Gabriel, yeah, absolutely. Dylan Gabriel's going to skyrocket up the Heisman boards. Now, those might be decided, Caleb Williams. We can have that conversation. The point is, this is a game that's going to kind of define what the Big 12 looks like. And I think, like, one, Texas is back. I, whether they win or lose this game, Texas is back. This is maybe the best team in college football right now. The loser of this game isn't going to see their ranking drop significantly. No, unless if, it's a blowout. If Oklahoma wins, you're going to see Oklahoma rise into the top seven, six, yeah. maybe five, depending on the way it looks. Texas, they'll fall seven, eight. I mean, these are going to be two top ten teams if Oklahoma wins. And if Oklahoma loses, well, Texas, you might be number one in the country depending on what happens in Athens when Georgia plays Kentucky later on. But this is, Tyler, this is as exciting a game as we've had all season. We talked a couple weeks ago about waiting for that day when we had Ohio State, Notre Dame, and we had Clemson, Florida State, some big games with huge implications. This one, to me, if Oklahoma wins, like whoever wins this game, basically then you have to win the Big 12 where we will likely see this game again to get to the college football playoff. This is part one to me of what could be an epic two-part showdown in this rivalry. You know the best thing to happen to this game this year? Texas beating Alabama. Because I don't think we're talking about this with the same gravitas. Yeah, of course not. Because that win is maybe the best win in the nation so far this year. And the fact that you got two 5-0 and teams... This early in the conference as well, this is going to be all, and and we're talking about them with the level of offense that they play with. I know the defenses are solid on both sides as well, but the the when you think of this game, you think of the games where it's played in the the sixties and seventies. I'm talking from total points standpoint. Yeah. It's played in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and we could be getting one of those games today. I don't. I, I kind of feel like this might be a lower scoring game than I've we've been used to. I've seen a lot of people to. intrigued by an under in this game. Part 60 of it, and a half. Part of it is I think you're getting a different Oklahoma. This isn't Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch mm-hmm. that are going to roll out with like an elite quarterback, elite offensive weapons, and just try to win a just, track meet. Right? They don't. They don't play defense like you. Oklahoma, the Lincoln Riley years. Go watch USC. That's what that team was. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it's transcribed from Norman to Los Angeles. USC is old Oklahoma. This Oklahoma with Venables, they're going to play offense, 
They're one of the most efficient offenses in the country. I know the 20-6 uh, to six win at Cincinnati sticks out in kind of a bad way because they didn't play that well. But then you get Iowa State, you hang a 50-burger. They had the 73 to nothing Arkansas State beatdown to start the season. They're going to play offense, but I think what we're going to see in this game is Brett Venables and what he's built on the defensive side of the ball. Coming from Clemson, he was the defensive coordinator for Dabo Sweeney. A multi-millionaire defensive coordinator. And we know how good some of those defenses were stacked on the defensive line with guys like uh, Brian Brissy, Miles Murphy. Those teams were incredible. You then move out to Oklahoma, big Big deal when it happened at Clemson. There were boosters talking to Dabo Sweeney. You've got to replace this guy, and it's got to be a quality hire, not one of your buddies, or we're going to start talking about maybe it's time for you to move on too. Like That's how big of a loss Brent Venables was for Clemson. Now at Oklahoma, year two, rebuilding the defensive side of the ball. You've got Texas with Sark deep in the process now, totally back with a quarterback, weapons, running game, power team. But I think it's two teams that, like, this isn't 2018 Big 12 football. This is two teams that will line up and play defense. Is Oklahoma the most slept-on team in the country yes. right now? Because you, yes. you look at their, their body of work so far, and again, not necessarily their fault, but they haven't gone out and played any sort of marquee opponent yet. Quite frankly, the rest of the way, they're not going to either um, until the, the Big 12 championship, inevitably, when we get Oklahoma and Texas round two. Uh, the way everything's sort of shaping up here. But we've seen electric offensive performances. We've seen the quarterback put his name on the map and Dylan Gabriel, a transfer from UCF a couple years ago. This is starting to look like one of those teams that today could be their arrival moment. And you think about Texas, they're here. They've arrived. They're already garnering plenty of first place votes when we're talking about the AP poll here. But on the other hand, this Oklahoma team, they need that signature win right now because so far you've just been rolling through the cupcakes early on. This is a chance for that signature win because I feel like no one's really watched Oklahoma football this year. No, nobody. But they're an undefeated team that has some good offensive numbers to show for it so far. And when you look analytically, like a couple weeks ago, analytically they were the number one offense in America. You look through some of it, they're just wildly efficient. And they don't score a ton necessarily. I mentioned the 26 Cincinnati. They only got to 28 against SMU. But they are efficient in doing it. And Dylan Gabriel, we've talked about, has been fantastic. Part of it, Tyler, it's got to do with the offseason. And we've talked kind of at length about this. The offseason, preseason predictions and thoughts of what a team was back in August, back in July, they play a factor into how quickly you can rise in the top 25. Texas preseason, like let's be honest, bit of a darling. Everybody was all over Quinn Ewers coming back. Preseason number 11. Sark had hit the portal so hard. People are talking. I mean, they were like minus 250 to win the Big 12. Everybody was in on Texas. Potential national title dark horse. They were not slept on. Preseason, you get into the top 15, you're going to rise pretty quickly, especially when you beat Bama. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma started the season, if I remember correctly, unranked. Uh, 20th. Okay, so down in the in the doldrums, basically of the top twenty five, they don't play anybody, but they're five and zero, and everybody keeps talking. Well, we didn't view them the way we viewed Texas, so you've gone up eight spots to twelve today. I I just 
I feel like people aren't putting the appropriate respect on what Oklahoma's been able to do, particularly on the defensive side. I get it. You let Iowa State score 20 points, and that game was a game, maybe a little bit longer than it should have been. But it's an Oklahoma team that scores on their opening drive almost every time. They scheme up the first couple drives beautifully. I just, man, I think they could get Texas into kind of a bad spot, a spot Texas really hasn't been in this season. They've kind of controlled all of their games. Like, they put their foot on Bama's neck at the end of it. I think Oklahoma can get them a little sideways, a little off script, and we'll see Texas in an unfamiliar position. I like the Sooners a lot today. Dylan Gabriel's played a lot of football, too. I know he's battled with injuries over the course of his career, but this is... And Quinn Ewers, listen, he, he's had the big game. He's got that under his belt now, right? He, he's played a couple Bama games. He's gone out and won a Bama game on the road as well. Yep. But for Dylan Gabriel, I mean, this guy's been around sixth year now for Dylan Gabriel. Like, he's played, a, or fifth year, I should say. Um, but he's played a lot of football over the course of his time at both UCF and now at Oklahoma as well. And I think that this is going to be a game where they're going to really try to air it out with Dylan Gabriel. You know the other thing that's interesting? It's something that hasn't really been talked about. This is going to be Dylan Gabriel's first exposure to this rivalry. And obviously he always wanted to go to Oklahoma, and he ends up in Orlando, and now he's kind of back home. But you've, you've not played in this game. Last year he was hurt. He didn't go when they played. Quinn Ewers was fantastic. Texas hammered Oklahoma 49 nothing. I wonder, as good as Oklahoma's been to start games, is that the one worry that Dylan Gabriel just hasn't seen this moment? He hasn't seen this level of hype, this this game, and you go out and you're a little shaky? Especially against this defense. Like, that's what would worry me. Now, I don't think this game is going to be decided on, all right, Whoever scores first is going to w- win the football game, and if you can't score on your opening drive, you're screwed. No, but I think it's but it's more important for Oklahoma to score early than it is for Texas. I would agree with that, yeah. Because, I mean, Quinn Ewers, he's already got a win against Bam under his belt. He should have had another one last year as well. Um, I, I think that this Texas team right now, like experience-wise, you probably feel a little bit better about them. Um, and they've had, the, they've had the big games so far this year, but Oklahoma is maybe the team that you feel a little bit better about in terms of going out and scoring on the opening drive just because they've done it so many times this year. Yeah. The, the, the first 15 script for them has been very successful early on in the, in the, the season. I mean, their first quarter offense is just incredible. They, they win games in first quarters. And we, I, I know they haven't played anyone of significance so far, but to me, that stuff matters. All right, we will get to our picks coming up at 935, and we'll get you everything all comprehensive of where we're leaning for today. But after this, let's head to the SEC where we could have another shootout on our hands with LSU and Mizzou. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Chicago's College Tailgate presented by Twin Peaks. Now back to the show. Chicago's College Tailgate has it all with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. today between LSU and Mizzou. Tyler Akishay, Norling, breaking things down with you on Chicago's College Tailgate, 9 to 11 a.m. every Saturday throughout the college football season. All right, so this is a game between LSU and Mizzou that 
we should see lots of points. We've got great offenses. We've got subpar defenses on both ends. And you look at the way that the quarterbacks have played so far this season. This could be a real lighted up game. I think we could see a game very similar to what we saw with LSU last week in the game against Ole Miss, where it was just back and forth, back and forth. Now, Ole Miss jumped on them early and kind of carried that momentum through the half. And then LSU struck back the other way, and it was just Jalen Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Jalen Daniels all over the field. And we could be looking at another one of those games here against Mizzou today. Uh, yeah, you said subpar defenses. Terrible defenses. Try horrible LSU's outside the top 100 in basically every meaningful metric. How about six and a half yards per play? What the hell is Brian Kelly doing down there? You go out, you get five stars everywhere in the secondary. You hit the transfer portal for five-star transfers everywhere. And then you give up 711 yards to Ole Miss and Jackson Dart and Lane Kiffin last week. You're doing six and a half yards a pop on the year. Hey. I gotta ask you something about LSU. Has the Florida State win come down a little bit? Does the shine come off? Like Florida State blasted that team, but knowing what we know now, five games of data that this LSU defense isn't bad. It's horrific. Has the shine come off of that win a little bit? I don't think the shines come off. I th- I still think it's a quality win, neutral site against LSU opening week in a game that I mean, let's be honest. Like Florida State just played a great half. Of football, yeah. Florida State was awful in the first half of that game, but they came back and played a, a fantastic second half of football. There, I don't think the shine is off of that win because the defense has let down LSU. This is not a fault of the offense here. In the case of LSU, the offense has come to play in all of these games and all of these uh, wins and losses here, but the defense has been the thing that's let them down. Well, yeah, the offense certainly comes to play last week with Mm -hmm. Ole Miss in what was so far the shootout of the year, probably. Um, That might have been, you mentioned, we haven't really seen like a marquee top 10 upset. Could that have been it? I know LSU wasn't quite top 10, but were they 11? Was Ole Miss ranked? Not off the Bama loss, I don't think so. I'd have to go back and look. Let's see. I thought Ole Miss was ranked in this game. Does that matter? Ole Miss for, was twenty. Does that matter for the upset st- standard of it? No, because what it was a two and a half point spread. Yeah, so it no. was Ole Miss getting two and a half at yeah. home. No, when I'm talking about like a marquee upset, I'm we talking need about, like the twenty point dog going on the yeah, road like, and winning. Or, I need to see a, a goalpost being evicted from the ground. If that's what we're oh, talking Tennessee about. Tennessee-Bama last year. Yeah, that was the one. Eli did say on the Manning cast, Eli Manning, said he was Are at Ole Miss. Are you still watching that? I drop in and out. I switch. What, what, what's the point of that? Because sometimes I want to see what they're doing. I was glad to have because Peyton was taking shots. Eli was at Ole Miss over the weekend, and Eli mentioned he wanted to storm the field. He wanted to rip the goalpost that's out awesome. and walk with it to the library. That is awesome. Yeah, that was good. See, I got added value out of watching the Manning cast. I, I wouldn't say it added value. You could tweet that. You could just tweet that. Or you could see that clip on Twitter, and I'm fine. That's how the Manning cast is uh, consumed for me now. It's just on it's Twitter. Just, if, if, if I see a clip on Twitter, I might watch it. I, I don't sit and anybody that watches the entire game on the Manning cast, I think you're a you're loony a too. Yeah. But I'll drop in and out and see what they're doing. Like Once we got to the fourth quarter, I was like, all right, I'm back to uh, Joe and Troy because I, I have no interest in watching 
like what could be meaningful football and ended up not being meaningful football, I have no interest in watching those minutes with Peyton and Eli goofing around. That's fine. Uh, I, I don't need it. But I did I, get enjoyment. Like this, The point I'm making is... Mm-hmm. You said I need a goalpost evicted from the ground. My point, Eli wanted, Eli to, wanted evict to do it. the goalpost from the ground. Yeah, but like, uh, you can't do it as like the... the That's fine. The two and a half point dog yeah, inside a field goal, it's not yeah. a huge upset. I get it. The point is, LSU's defense is terrible. And you can't take them against Mizzou today. We can't do it. Well, okay, so... I've gone back and forth in this game. Originally, I I liked LSU with the points. I've moved off. I still think LSU wins the game, but the number being what it is at five and a half, I do think because of how many points we're going to get in this game, and it could just be a who has the ball last kind of game, I, I can't in good faith take LSU with the points at it being nearly a touchdown there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Mizzou with the points, but I do think LSU wins outright. Yeah, we've talked about, uh, well, you brought up what's the most slept-on team. Mm-hmm. Could it be Missouri? No. Get I know we don't think very Stop. highly of them, and I'm not telling you they're going to make the playoff. I'm not telling you, but as like a quality, potentially New Year's Six team, we both think the SEC stinks, right? I mean, I know Kirby Smart's coming out and going every SEC team should be ranked. But like, here, here's the thing about Mizzou, all right? Let's look at some of these like toss-up teams with Mizzou. Mizzou or Kentucky? Honestly, it's probably a wash for me. It's a wash? Yeah. Between the two of them? Like, I look at Missouri Missouri quietly, top 30 defensively. They're playing well under that coach, Drink, Eli Drinkwitz, who I think is a bit of a loser. Uh, Said some stuff this past offseason that didn't sit great with me. But Mm -hmm. regardless, he's got this team playing well. It feels like he's built something. How much of this is, though, off of the leg of a 61-yard field goal? Was that it against True, Kansas State? But, like, hey, that good teams win games that way. Yeah. You go out, you beat Kansas State. I get it I was I think in college, it's a, it's a fluky way to, to kind of evaluate a team. But it's a top 25 win. And you're, it is. You're no, top not, 30 in defense. You go out, you're at home against LSU, you get a win today. I'm not, How differently do we frame Mizzou? I'm not going to go out and take away the win against Kansas State. But I'm not using that game as any sort of barometer for my future projections. On that's fine. And, and then you look at Kansas State last night. Good lord! Yeah, losing oh, to boy. losing to one of the worst Oklahoma State teams Mike Gundy has ever put on a football field. Yeah. Uh, so maybe again we talk about the shine coming off some losses that might have happened there. But to me, this Missouri team, nobody's talking about them. I think they have a chance to win. Frankly, with LSU coming to town, an LSU team that can't cover anything. I'm interested in Missouri. I, I just not again. I'm not saying Tyler. They're not going to the national title. They're no, not going to win the I SEC. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they'll go to Athens later uh, in in November and upset Georgia. Could they hang with Tennessee? Could they hang with Kentucky? Florida looks like dog bleep. Could they hang with Florida? Mizzou strikes me as one of those teams that they get a little taste of having the number next to their name, and then they get bounced right out the very next week. They get the little taste of having the 21 next to their name this week, and then they get bounced out next week. Kansas and, and we Texas. Could, and we could see them oscillate in and out all year long. I, I, well, I, that's not, classic SEC, just occupying like 18 well, to 25. That's what, we, that's what we've said, too. Like that, That's kind of where the SEC is this year. They're kind of in the, the Big Ten residency, right, where you get like your 
Iowa 18, Wisconsin 21, maybe like uh, I'm trying to uh, Nebraska creeps in there for like a 23. Like that's kind of where the SEC is right now. You got Kentucky at 20, Mizzou at 21, Tennessee 22. Uh, LSU 23. You occupy 20 to 23 right now. And you've got Georgia. And you've got Ole Miss at 16. Like Georgia won, of course, but in what is just uh, you hate to see it moment. Mm-hmm. Georgia's currently the only SEC team occupying a spot in the top 10. Yeah. That's a thing of beauty. God bless college football in the year of our Lord 2023, evicting the SEC from the top 10. Forget the goalposts from the ground. Mm-hmm. The SEC out of the top 10 is beautiful. That's what I, I love this. Respect to Adam Abdallah. Enough with Alabama and their reputation top six every year. I like this. I like the the parody that's happening in college football. Look at it. You've got the in the top ten. You've got the SEC represented. You've got the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the ACC, the Pac twelve, and an independent. Six conferences inside your top ten right now. It's nice. This has been a really fun year so far, and it's part of why. Like, if you've this got were, five teams receiving first place votes right now. If this were a normal year in college football, it's kind of going on two straight chaos years, by the way. Last year with TSU upsetting the TCU upsetting the party. Like last year was a little bit chaotic. This year feels even more chaotic. It's just happening with bigger brand names, Texas, Florida difference. State. Here's the difference with last year. TCU was a nice little pop-up story. They won a playoff game, whatever. I don't think we're getting a blowout in... I don't think we're getting no. as many playoff blowouts this these, year. These games are going to be tight. And a part of that, again, it, like it's the transfer portal. It's t- Look at Texas. Texas hit the portal as hard as anybody. And they're making a case as potentially the best team in America here in week five. Like Oklahoma went out and fixed plugged holes. Went out and got starters, paid kids. You get back up to 11. Notre Dame, you go out... Pay six million dollars for a quarterback. Welcome to the top ten. Mm-hmm. Like that, part of it is the transfer portal and the NIL have leveled the playing field a little bit, and now the SEC doesn't just get to out recruit everybody because they're all in pipeline states. They actually have to work a little bit. Like Bama, boy, if you had paid six million dollars and gone and gotten uh, Sam Hartman, we'd be talking about a way different or how Alabama about this? team. Go, go out and, and maybe you can pick off Drake May. I mean, that was the talk all off season was go out and, and get the the top of the top, and maybe you can swing Drake May out of UNC. For all the, the, the not hate, but for I, I get so irritated by the way college football is moving into no longer the geography or the tradition or any of that matters, and we'll talk about that a little bit in the mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. But the good thing is the NIL and the transfer portal, and a lot of these teams that traditionally would get waxed by Georgia. Like, the think about Michigan. Frame it through Michigan this year. Kind of new. Every season, Michigan, you win the Big Ten, you get the huge win over Ohio State, you feel really good, you go to a playoff, but then you're 10-point dogs to Georgia. Right. You kind of know you're going to get your ass kicked. This year, I don't think that's true of any of these teams. I don't think you if you got a playoff today with the the teams currently featured so let's just go with the the top four teams in the ap poll right now georgia michigan texas ohio state i don't think a single one of those games is more than a two touchdown two i don't even know if they're in double digits i could see georgia no actually no you're probably right georgia gives seven to michigan you're right maybe five to texas like texas you're what given 
three four to Michigan. Maybe be a field goal. Yeah. Uh, To me, there's Ohio. Now, okay, I think my frame of mind would be different if. Florida State was in there instead of Ohio State because I'm 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 still not sold on Ohio State quite yet. We're more sold on Florida State. Yes. Let's talk about this at ten o'clock. All right, we got to figure out who the best we, team we in do. the country is because it is wide open. We've talked a little bit about it over the course of the weeks, but it is wide ass open right now. All right, when we come back, we will get you our picks for this week six slate. That's all coming up next. Chicago's College Tailgate presented by Twin Peaks. Chicago's football game day starts with Chicago's College Tailgate. From red shirts to mascots to your school's alma mater, Chicago's College Tailgate has it all. Now back to the show with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. All right, let's get into some picks for today. Shay, you've chalked up a 10 pick slate for us today. We're got what, two hours. What are we doing? We're pedal to the floor. Ten picks today. We've been going like five or six a well, pop. We had an hour. We, we kind had of, the, we kind of uh, we had the rush to get it done. Tyler, let's kick our feet up, man. Let's get loose. All right, we are picking ten games today. Kevin, what's on the slate? All right, fellas, glad to be here. You guys know I eat, sleep, and breathe college football. Yeah, big fan, huge fan. Let's start off with LSU Tigers minus five and a half. Missouri. Boy, I, I kind of gave this one away in our last segment talking through this game. LSU, they can't cover a song. They, you give up 711 yards to Jackson Dart, a team that went to Alabama and couldn't do much with the football. Gets you over the 700 mark. I can't take you laying five and a half on the road. I'll take Mizzou. I am with you there. I'm going to roll with Mizzou here. There's going to be a lot of points in this game, and I think that it's just going to be a who-has-the-ball-ass type of game, and it's tough to win by more than six when that happens. So I will roll with the Tigers as well here. Friendship play. Yeah. It, it, started as a, it started as a non-unity play. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a challenge bet. Yeah. I saw you. I got the, uh, the have, Action Network notification. We have the challenge bet of the year next week. Excited. Oregon, Washington. Can't wait for it. All right. What's next, Kevin? Red River Shootout at the Cotton Bowl, Texas and Oklahoma, Texas. Five-point favorite. I appreciate you calling it what it is. It's the Red River Shootout. But it will not be today. This is going to be all defense, and it's going to be all Brent Venables. My Sooners walk into Dallas, keep the five. They win outright. And my Big Ten, Big 12 title chase in a swan song for Oklahoma is back on. Boomer Sooner, baby. I am going to take the other side of this game. Challenge back. I think we could be seeing the offensive air get let out on Oklahoma. If you, we, if you told me Oklahoma's not getting to 20 today, I could see it. I could see a world where Oklahoma doesn't get to 20 points today. So for that reason, I am going to take the Texas Longhorns and the five today. God bless you. Best of luck. All right, Kevin. Big line in this one. Maryland visiting number four, Ohio State. Buckeyes minus 17 and a half points. Slide's coming down. 
How about this, our turf? This was 19 yesterday. We it was 19 talked, and a half on my train ride over today. If you listen to the preseason podcast on the ESPN Chicago app, Tyler and I were very high on what Mike Loxley has built at Maryland. Fifth-year quarterback Talia Tagovailoa has been great this season. Very, maybe the most underrated recruiting area as well, the yeah. DMV area. Like, if you look at Maryland's recruiting classes, there are some extremely talented players in there. Now, bleep gets real. You got to go to the shoe and play Ohio State. But I don't like what Ohio State's putting out there. And the numbers coming down from 19 to 17 and a half on my screen this morning. I'm going with Maryland. Go Terps. I'm with you. I this was actually this is one of my strongest feels for today. I like Maryland in this game. Uh, 17 and a half. I think this could be a one possession game. In fact, so give me the Terps. Out on the West Coast, Washington State at UCLA. UCLA, three and a half point favorites. This is the autoplay of the week. You've got number 13, Washington State, going to unranked UCLA. And the Bruins are giving Washington State three and a half points. Chip Kelly, this is not Oregon Chip Kelly. This is we play defense, line up, and power through you. I like UCLA here. I think it's the only way you can bet the game. I love my Wazoo Cougars, but this is a horrible spot going down south to Los Angeles. What are you doing? You're making against your the pets? team with a real good defense, and you get the auto play with an unranked team favored over a ranked team. Give me UCLA. Did you just make your pet sleep outside? Yeah. Is that what you're doing for the night? Wazoo, no food tonight. Bulls dry. Get in the doghouse. Peta's going to be all over your ass for this one. UCLA. I'm going to take the other side here. I I don't think that we're going to see Wazoo win the game, but I think when you're giving me the chair off of the three here, with a three and a half, I'm going to take the Washington State Cougars. Riding the hook. Yep. A game very near and dear to your heart, Tyler. Syracuse at North Carolina. Tar Heels minus nine, nine and a half. If the Tar Heels can cover nine and a half points here, I'd be stunned. I know Syracuse, Tyler, I'm sorry about what happened last week. You had a funeral in the Carrier Dome against Clemson. I thought you would put a stake through Davos' heart. You failed me. But I'm going back to the well here. Syracuse may not be within 10 late in this game, but I think they'll have a possession in garbage time against the North Carolina defense. That sucks. I don't want to be sweating 9.5 and up like 45 to 34 with four minutes to go in Syracuse football, I'm going to take the orange. I'm going to roll with the orange as well with the nine and a half. And it, I think this is going to be one of those games. UNC wins convincingly, but I think you're right. I think you can get inside of 10 here because of the fact that this isn't a good defense on the Carolina side of things here. And those are the teams that Syracuse can at least hang with, usually beat. But I think because the offense is so elevated on the other side with Drake May and and now the addition of Tez Walker, which uh, we'll get to a little bit later. But they're going to have some much needed uh, reinforcements at the receiver position as well. So I think Syracuse can still hang in this game. I don't think they're going to actually win the game, though. Up next, we've got Alabama minus two at the Texas A&M Aggies. You know, Bama lost that game against Texas, and now they've put a couple good performances together, and I keep seeing on TV, did we count out Nick Saban too early? Not so fast. This is a Texas A&M team that has always given Bama trouble, especially in the last few years. You're going on the road to Kyle Field, the home of the 12th man. It'll be loud as hell. 
and this A&M team plays physical football. They lost to Miami. Tyler, what did Miami do? Help me out. They aired the ball out. What is the one thing Alabama cannot do? They don't have a quarterback. They can't throw. A&M's too physical. Forget about the two points. A&M gets the win at home, and we can stop hearing about Alabama. Gig them. I'm going to also roll with the Aggies in this game because, I mean, what, Jalen Milrow threw 12 passes last week? You're going to need a a more aerial attack than that if you are going to go out and win this game. I'm with you. I'm taking A&M, and I'm riding it here. Game day in Lawrence, UCF, and Kansas. UCF is minus two and a half. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Kansas, obviously, five and one. The loss to, uh, it's kind of a rough loss when you get the loss to Texas. You got blown out. You never really belonged in that game. Here's the thing. Their backup quarterback, kind of good, Jason Bean. They have a triple option deal. Kind of good. Yeah, he's all right. You can do the triple option. He's fast. Okay, but okay. We talked about the drop this off is not like to the earth's core here. You, you have a good quarterback I think it's pretty and then a decent backup. The triple option, now that that's been rolled out there, UCF has, has game well, plan for Texas had no game plan for that. And that's UCF why you see has a game plan for that now. That's why you see UCF favored here. Minus two and a half with that idiot Gus Malzahn as the head coach, fresh off of blowing a 35-7 lead at home. No, I'm riding with UCF. I just, Kansas going on the road with their backup. I got to take UCF in the spot. I'm with you there. UCF against the backup quarterback. Uh, give me the, the Black Knights. Up next, America's team, Colorado. Stop Coach that. Prime. Stop that. America's Sweethearts. Colorado Buffaloes. Minus three and a half at Arizona State down in Tempe. I like what Dion's building. I think Dion can build a national championship team, whether it's at Colorado or anywhere else. That can happen. In the very near future. Right now, this is a bad football team. And you're going to go on the road to Tempe, 3.30 kick local time. How about 102 degrees real feel for a quarterback without an offensive line? And the reports that he's holding onto the ball and taking sacks to pump his completion percentage? I don't know if he survives this game. I'll take ASU. For a team that has that likes to play as up-tempo as Colorado does, that's how Sean Lewis runs his offenses, when they play up-tempo, you can't survive in that weather. You can't. You need pretty ideal conditions if you're going to go out and have success. I'm with you. I'm riding with ASU. Up next, matchup of two unbeaten teams, Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia, of course, number one team in the country, and they are favored by 14 and a half. I'm all over Georgia here. Last week against Auburn, it was ugly. They had the ugly game against South Carolina. But I think this is a team that is very tired of hearing about how bad they are. And this is a spot, Kentucky, they have lived on explosive plays. If you can just limit them, you blast this team. I take Georgia, lay in 14 and a half. You know what this is? This is Georgia TCU in the national title where one team just doesn't belong. That I, lives on explosives all season. I like this Georgia team in this spot. I completely disagree at night here. At Athens, Georgia. I don't think this Georgia team has heard about how bad they are. They're still number one in the country by a significant margin. I get it's dropped from what it was two, three weeks ago, but I don't think that's the entire narrative surrounding this Georgia team. I still think this team's getting their flowers from some out there. I I like Kentucky plus 14 and a half with a chance to outright win this football game as well. This is going to be a game that in the trenches, you're going to shorten the game up, and I think two touchdowns plus a hook is way too much. 
Give me Kentucky. All right, last one for you guys. Michigan, big favorites at Minnesota. Gophers getting 19 points. Minnesota blows. P.J. Flex, probably the best coach they've had in like 50 years. He might get fired. They're terrible. Michigan laying 19 on the road is not something I'm supremely interested in doing, but Minnesota's bad enough. I'll take the Wolverines. I'm with you on that. Michigan, I, Michigan's kind of in their style points era right now because they, they need to... They need to go out and, and pump the, season. They, they, they need to go out and pump these numbers a little bit. They, they did it last week against Nebraska. I think they need to do it again. They're on a quest now to show that they belong in the number one spot instead of Georgia right now. All right, that's the slate. We had ten a ten pack for you there of picks here on Chicago's College We're tailgate. Loose. We're warming up the arm. We had our bullpen sessions. Time. Mm-hmm. Spring training is over. Triple digits. Spring training is over. We are into April now. All right. When we come back, every week on the show, we like to craft a little show parlay to give to you, the people. Will we get our first victory? You'll find out coming up next. Now back to the show. Sh- sh- show. Chicago's college tailgate has it all with Shay and Tyler on ESPN Chicago. of parlays in so far? Oh, I think five. I'm doing well. My legs You're have doing done all quite right. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you've only missed one. And it was the one week you did miss, you were the The lone, other two hit. Yeah, the other two course. hit. So uh, thanks for that. Listen, um, don't buy parlays. That's, 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 that's the that's, lesson. Yeah. Um, all right. But let's get into it here. Every week we craft a parlay here on the show. Each of us take a leg and then we whip it all together and spit something out for you here. So... Going around the board here, let's start with you, and then we also go into the producer's booth today, and we welcome a new voice into the show. Jack McGrath will join us for his pick. He's making his first pick on the show, so looking forward to that. But, Shay, what is your, your leg that you are contributing to the parlay this week? Uh, the 2.30 local slate, I have a very big opinion that I've been on all season regarding the Crimson Tide. I have the win total under. I told you preseason I thought they were a three, maybe four-loss team. So far this season, they've done nothing to talk me off of that. Like if we, Tyler, if we put them in Ole Miss uniforms, nobody would be talking about them the way Alabama gets talked about. They have no dudes on defense. They have no skill position players that anybody cares about. They don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball. The offensive line's awful. Now you go to Kyle Field and you got to play an A&M squad that is physical, that really only lacks in the secondary where you can't exploit them. And that can run the ball a little bit. And by the way, the backup quarterback, Max Johnson, maximum penis. I, I'm all in. What? He's not worse than Connor okay? Wiegman. Are you okay? It's a great name. Max Johnson's a great name. All right. Maximum penis. Mm-hmm. Texas yeah. A&M, money line. Going to be my leg in the parlay. Oh, all right. Let's get you a little plus money you know, action All right. In the, fa- in, the, the in the same game here. today. All right. Money line A&M gig em. All right, for my game, I am going to go starting up at 11 a.m. We have Mizzou and LSU, and we're going to take the over in this game. I, I, I should have rolled with the over last week. I, I said last week LSU and Ole Miss would be a game that could be played in the 80s. It was played, what, it got, got to the, the 90s? 
And I think this is going to be a, another game that could be played easily in the 70s, chance to get to the 80s as well. Give me the over 64.5 in LSU and Missouri, a good old-fashioned SEC shootout. Jack, what is your inaugural pick here? All right, guys. So I'm looking at that 6 o'clock game between Kentucky and Georgia. Kentucky getting 14 points in this one. And I have to agree with Tyler. Georgia's looked mortal the past couple of weeks, and Kentucky is one of the best defensive teams in the no. nation. I'm taking Kentucky what plus 14 no. and a half. I have, I'm vetoing. No. You can't veto. I have gets, money on Georgia. It doesn't matter. I can't bet you Kentucky. You have a losing bet in your slip. No, That's what you I, have. I'm not betting <laughs> Kentucky in a parlay when I have a bet on Georgia myself. You're a bad guy right now. You're being a bad guy. It makes no Jack, sense Jack, for me. Jack musters up the courage, right? First time producing Jack, Chicago's college tailgate. I'm sorry. First I have to time veto the play. Producing Chicago's college tailgate. And you're going to stomp on his pick? No, I what think, are you doing? Listen, I'm glad he's putting it. It's a bad pick. Jack, it's a bad pick. I'm glad you're putting oh, it out I can't there. Wait till this you wins. have the confidence <laughs> to go out and give wins. Kentucky to the people. Johnny Public back there going out, giving Kentucky to the people. Great. Can't do it. I got to bet on Georgia. Give me something else, Jack, please, for me. All right, game at Iowa. Iowa minus two versus Purdue. This guy knows ball. You're an ass. <laughs> You're an ass. Iowa minus two. Their defense is great. I know McNamara's out, but their defense is too good. Purdue's not putting up points against them. Iowa minus two. All right. See, that makes I'm, everybody happy. No, I'm playing Kentucky. I'm playing Jack's true pick. Thank you. You can play Iowa. You can play Iowa. It will, all right? You can play the D-bag parlay this week. Can you imagine what happens when the D-bag parlay wins and Jack and I are partying and because of your stubbornness, Jack, you're going to play both of them, right? you got to play both of them. I guess so at this point. Yeah, I'll play them both. I'll play them both, I guess. I'm staying off. i got to bet on Georgia. I can't play Kentucky in the parlay. I can't do it. Can you imagine if we get uh, 4-0 this week? (laughs) (laughs) We We hit two parlays in one. We, Jack would become a permanent fixture if he's handing out two winners here as a part of this parlay. Listen, I have to respect him because it's not fair for me to go, hey, your pick, bad. Hurts me personally. Change it. But he's locked and loaded. Look at him. That's a sign of a good producer backup there. Pick. Ready pick. to go. Always have a backup pick in your With pocket. info on a game, he mm-hmm. was locked in. That was impressive. Double barrel with the shotgun from Jack. Uh, are today. you guys not going to ask me if I got a game? Kevin, Kevin, I know damn well you don't. I got one. Oh, my. What? We, we I got can't one. put soccer plays in no, here. You no. know that, right? Yeah. I got, I Not got, interested in Liverpool. Actually, you know what? I kind of like this. Give, give us a soccer no, play to I throw am, in this here. This is the college football tailgate. I got a college football give, play no, for give, you guys. Give us, a college, or give us a soccer play. I don't have that ready. What do you What's got on Southern Illinois and Youngstown State? No, here, here, here's what I got here. I got Cal plus nine hosting Oregon State. What do you think of that? Oh, boy. <laughs> Hold go to, your breath. Go to break. <laughs>